Welcome to this episode of Ask Amy. Thanks so much for joining in. You know her. This is Andrea Slayton, investigative producer. We work together on all of these investigations that we do that you see every week on KPRC2 News. Um, But we wanted to reserve this time this week because there's some stories that we noticed a lot of you are talking about. I mean, so Andrea kind of helped me pick out which ones we're going to go more in depth and answer some of your questions today based on what? How did we pick these? I mean, we we always have a lot of extra information we never even get to get to on TV. You know, I mean, they only give us like two or three minutes. And on a lot of these, also, once we bring it to you, you have more questions and you're leaving us comments. And so we want to kind of circle back and just answer some of your questions or maybe we've gotten an update since it aired Mm -hmm. or bring you, you know, the best takeaways. And also we're tracking what are people clicking online. So a lot of these stories people are really interested in. Yeah, um, I think that's a fair assessment. And the first one that we wanted to talk about was mail theft. We've done a lot of stories on mail theft over the last two years, especially like two, three years. I think we started with, hey, like what's going on with the mail system? Like three years ago when we did this mail test where we mailed 100 pieces of mail from post offices, I mean, from from mailboxes all across the greater Houston area to see how many actually arrived on time. Um, and we did, But then that evolved into, hey, there's a huge problem with mail theft. Mm-hmm. Well, back in August, we did this story. This was uh, brought to us by some business owners at this Katy Business Park. We're going to show you this um, because a lot of people reacted to this. But then we want to answer some questions and we've got an update on this story. Take a look. Provincial Professional Park on Kingsland Boulevard in Katy is home base for about 50 businesses that rent office space here. Payments that keep their companies in business are delivered by U.S. mail to this cluster of boxes every day. About 16 months ago, they discovered missing checks, then checks that were washed and cashed, costing the businesses tens of thousands of dollars. It's been on and off for about a year that we've had to adjust how, when we get our mail and when we put our mail out in order to make sure that the overnight theft doesn't affect us or our patients. When reporting the theft to authorities didn't help, they installed security cameras and watched night after night. Thieves drive up, unlock the boxes, empty the contents and take off. April 19th at 2.59 a.m., April 27th at 2.33 in the morning, May 8th, this time in a truck, May 30th, then July 3rd. Finally, these videos got the attention of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, who set up surveillance with Harris County Precinct 5. And on July 31st, when the suspects came back again, (laughs) cops pounced. The suspects ran, but deputy constables walked them back to the scene, even took this group photo and posted on Facebook, caught with their hands in the mailbox. 19-year-old Marquise Dale and 18-year-old Jeremiah Gomez, both charged with unlawfully carrying a gun in a motor vehicle and evading arrest. The Precinct 5 Constable's Office posted on Facebook, quote, the two suspects had several trash bags containing stolen mail in their possession, along with illegal narcotics and a firearm. The stolen mail was turned over to the U.S. Postal Inspector for further investigation. And then... Hours later, both Dale and Gomez were released on bond. No federal charges related to the mail theft were even filed, leaving business owners right back where they started 16 months ago. 
No one from the U.S. Postal Inspection Service responded to our requests about why the suspects were released from jail and have yet to be charged. But data from the federal agency show even though mail theft is on the rise, the number of suspects arrested and convicted has dropped every year since 2018. Numbers not encouraging for customers losing money and faith in our mail system. We had a check stolen and therefore my bank account was compromised, so I had to change everything. I really like the way those people who were working around there set up their own you know, surveillance system and everything. I yeah. mean, they were desperate. They were desperate. And, and the people who set it up said they spent thousands of dollars doing that because they were losing thousands of dollars in checks and business checks. And we tell people, don't put checks in the mail. But some of those businesses, they say that's, I mean, our customers, that's the only way they know how to do it. We don't have customers on these payment apps. So, I mean, it's, it's really, they're kind of stuck in a hard spot. And obviously these thieves figure that out, knew it, and they were just cashing in. So on some of the comments, which we always read your comments, and a lot of, a lot of people love to comment, and I like it because sometimes it'll point out maybe a little... A follow-up story or yeah. something that we didn't touch on that we need to investigate. Someone commented, what happened to mail theft being a federal crime? Because as you remember, the guy, you know, was in and out, and I was wondering about that too. So Amy... Yeah, so... These guys, the suspects um, you, you just saw in the story, they were arrested for evading arrest because the law enforcement officers were there staking it out, knowing that they'd probably be back because they had been back so many times. Well, then they took off and ran and they caught them. But then when they, they charged them, they only charged them for evading arrest. And so we're thinking like, OK, so the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, it's going to take some time. They're going to file federal charges now. Like two months have passed since we did that story. Um, Jeremiah Gomez was due in court earlier this week. It's October. Um, and they reset his case to November. But they still just have those minor charges. Um, we have done a little bit of research in mail theft and convictions and arrests. And the numbers from the U.S. Postal Inspection Service shows that while mail theft arrests have gone down um, and convictions have gone down, that actual mail theft and mail robberies of mail carriers has gone up. I mean, so it is very frustrating. The U.S. Postal Inspection Service, we reached out to them and said, what's up? What's the delay? And they did respond. And they said, you know, we have spoken with the investigator who was assigned to this case. And he said that these things take time. That the, he said the, She said the U.S. Postal Inspection Service doesn't have, I'll read it, um, prosecutorial powers. So the information and evidence are gathered and presented to a prosecutor, whether it's the local DA or U.S. attorney, and then that prosecutor's office decides whether to proceed with the case. Mm. But can we tell you something else? I mean, you know this, but just this week, so this is like now two months from those guys being arrested, twice this week they've had thieves go back out there using arrow keys stealing their mail so those people are very frustrated i bet um they have that they've got them on video again and we don't know if it's the same suspects because it's so far away you can't mm -hmm. see it but it's somebody with an arrow key what's the deal with the arrow keys um so we in our investigations we found um and so now this is fairly common knowledge is that um thieves are robbing mail carriers to steal these keys that mail carriers carry around because one arrow key will open every community cluster box, every box in an entire zip code. So if you get one key, you're like, wow, this is valuable because now I have access to all this mail. Mm -hmm. Some criminals steal those and sell them online. Some criminals steal those and use them for themselves and collect the checks in the mail and sell the stolen checks 
or you know they use mules they wash them they do all this stuff with them i mean it is a huge problem and houston is one of the hot spots where it's a really big issue that's why we tell people don't put checks in the mail don't put checks in the mail and then my mother mails me a check and cash and i'm like why mom i've told you right <laughs> but another thing we learned last year was and we have this also posted online which we can link on this was that a lot of times it's also an inside job mm -hmm. situation. So it's people who work for the mail service. Right. Are also, they're also um, investigating that side too. Yes. And, and we have been, we have um, discovered that one of those suspects arrested has a relative that he lives with. Not, hasn't been charged. So I feel like we're not saying who it is or that person's name who works in a post office, a postal facility. So they have access to those arrow keys. We did ask the Postal Inspection Service about that. And they're like, well, I mean, as you know, like just because somebody's related to someone or has a close connection with them, that's not enough evidence for us to then prosecute that person or punish them. Um, that person, I believe, is still working at a postal inspection facility. So you can imagine all these victims thinking, wow, this is just extremely unfair. We are continuing our investigation and you'll see updates on this and the mail theft problem um, on our air very soon. We need to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we are going to talk about bait and switch parking. Parking in downtown Houston, Astros, it's going to be a popular time to go downtown, but you need to watch out about where you park. Yeah, and we'll tell you what we found in one case, and hopefully it'll help you by watching that story. We'll be right back. All right. Hi, welcome back. So Amy, we were talking about, we get a lot of messages from viewers and sometimes we have to figure out, you know, is this just a one-off or is this a bigger problem we need to really look into? So we have to go check it out for ourselves. So this is one of those situations. We got a message from a viewer who felt like they were, had a bait and switch parking problem. So Amy <laughs> went and did the whole routine to see what was up over there. Yeah, so I mean, we know parking downtown anywhere can be difficult. I mean, you're always looking for the spots where you're either not gonna have to pay, which is almost non-existent, or it's gonna have the best price, right? Depending on where you're going, how long you're gonna be there. Take a look at this, we'll talk about it on the back end of it. Right on Franklin between Milam and Travis, Tina Rubio says she's parked in this garage several times in the past with no problems. When she pulled up on a Saturday in May. There were two guys at the gate and asked, you know, how much is the parking? And the guys both pointed to the sign and said, that's the fee. They pointed at this sign that clearly says the rate is $5 for 12 hours on Saturday and Sunday. Rubio pulled in and followed the instructions to scan this QR code to pay. So we all logged in, paid for our parking and went on about our business. But this is what Rubio was actually charged, $26.25. Basically to me, I felt like it was like a bait and switch. We'll get you in the garage for $5, but we're going to charge you $26. Rubio and three other friends who also parked here that night sent emails to Metropolis Parking. A Metropolis support agent told them they were unable to issue any kind of refund because, quote, our garages and lots are based off of the Metropolis platform. All rates and times are within that site. Why would I go online if you have a sign at the front of your garage that states 
this is how much your parking is going to be for this many hours. After multiple persistent emails, Metropolis did finally refund Rubio and two other drivers that overpaid. And then the company changed this sign. It now reads weekend rates may vary. But check this out. The only way to find out what those rates are is to go to the Metropolis website or scan their QR code to get there. And the QR code is only on the inside of the garage. Pay by phone to avoid penalties. How this works. So then I need to scan that? We navigated the whole process to find out and to understand why a slew of drivers are posting negative reviews about the company's pricing discrepancy. By email, a Metropolis spokesman told me that if customers enter the garage, scan the QR code and don't like the price, they have a 10-minute grace period to exit before they're charged. All right, so that was a really frustrating experience for all of those people. We did get refunds for everybody. But what I thought was really interesting about this metropolis is because when I started looking into the story, when we said, oh, let's go down there and see if we have the same experience, I had just gone out of town to Nashville and noticed this metropolis uh, I had the app on my phone because I did. It, I parked in a parking lot in a rental car and it had me put in my information and somehow the parking lot management company, Metropolis, knew when the car went in and out of the parking lot and they charged me based on that. Like they sent me notifications oh. like, oh, thank you for parking here. Basically, they saw me leaving. It's the same technology that Metropolis is using in these parking garages in Houston. And, and the reason that I point that out is because they're a huge company and we found that they're expanding everywhere. Um, so we basically found online where they said that um, that they manage 600 parking, garage, parking garages and parking um, lots all across the country. And they created what they call next generation parking. So what I thought was the takeaway here was the way that they were doing this. If there's that QR code or something that tells you like, oh, look here to see our latest rates. While that's not the best way to advertise your rate and we proved it in that story, mm -hmm. you should probably check if you choose to park in a place like that. Go into the app and see what the rate is right now as you're pulling into the place. And we all know when we go downtown, rates are going to change daily all the time and according to whatever's going on. So. Yeah, right. So. I mean, you know, like normally it's just the old sandwich board signs because they can change those easily. But now they're doing it with tech and it just makes it difficult to go back and say like, oh, well, I, scrapped, I snapped a picture of the sandwich board or the poster thing that said this this time. If you don't do it in your phone when you go into park, you sort of don't have that proof of what it was supposed to be. Right. It's, it's definitely frustrating. But I also, it. kind of related, make sure whenever you go to put the app or whatever on your phone that it is a legit app because, of course, we did a whole separate story about how scammers are putting fake QR codes around parking spots. They found some in downtown Houston. So you might go to a parking spot and scan the QR code thinking it's going to take you to some app to pay. But actually, it's, of course, a scammer who's trying to take your information. So make sure when you scan whatever app or whatever QR code, it's the actual website you're being redirected to. It's like, I mean, you are so right, but I know that you're watching this at home and you're like me and you're like, yes, that's why I'm not doing that. That's why I'm not scanning that. That's why, you know, and I completely hear you. I mean, it shouldn't be that way, but you did that story. And I didn't even realize that there were fake QR codes that people are using to steal your information. They're trying to trick, I'd say less savvy people, but I mean... People fall for these things all the time, you know. They work or they wouldn't do it. Right. They wouldn't. And unfortunately, you know, we're like, you could be one of those people that, 
like I'm never going to use an app or a QR code, but we're kind of being forced to do it. Right. I mean, with everything, everything's becoming automated. Everything is, you know, you have to access or pay your bill this way or that. I get it. It's really frustrating. But that is also why we do these stories to warn you. And, and they can find that story easily. You could type in fake QR codes, Amy Davis, or fake QR codes, KPRC, and you'll pop up that story because you had some really good tips in there mm-hmm. on how to make sure that what you think you want to scan is legitimate right or how to get around it and get to the website without it yeah. um, hey we have fun stuff coming up too so um we wanted to talk about i did a facebook post um quite a while ago we're going to save that i think we're going to save it for the last but after this break yeah we asked about companies with the best customer service and we did this because i feel like we do all these stories and we hear the worst stories from viewers and consumers because you only contact us when something bad happens and that's perfectly fine but you know every once in a while it's like wow this company's doing an amazing job yeah customer service i think it stands out now because customer service is so poor across so many areas so when we see it we want to highlight it and so we're going to do that after this break we've got more to talk about with medical identity theft but we're also going to share our stories and some of yours with good customer service. Ooh, I can't wait. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. And today we are just talking about some of our most talked about things we're working on right now. Yeah. So how many times have you gotten a notice in the mail or an email saying your information was involved in a security breach? I mean, it happens a lot. It becomes white noise. Right. It happens so often. Right. And as I've learned by investigating this, um, specifically medical ID theft. So you may have heard on the news a lot of a lot of healthcare companies in Houston and across the country, their information, if you're a patient, has been compromised and they are required to send you a notice letting you know. So maybe you got that notice, maybe you threw it away. So we were I wanted to look into what do you do or why should I care? I don't want to wait till it's too late, you know? Right. So that's kind of what we talked about. Because so many people get those notices or you hear, oh, this was hacked, that was hacked. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just assuming that everybody has all my information. Medical identity theft, though, if they're using your information for this, can come back to get you because they could be filing claims on your insurance that, you know, you don't find out about until later. Mm-hmm. They go into collections. You owe it. It just takes a long time to mm-hmm. unwind that stuff. It could be a huge headache. So you looked into this. Should we show the story? Yeah, let's show the story. Okay. If you get a notice from one of these hospital systems or any other medical facility, don't just ignore it or wait for something to happen. The first thing you should do is change the passwords for all of your accounts, obviously not just the ones affiliated with those hospitals or medical offices. Medical ID theft can be hard to spot right away, but there are some signs. So you will receive an increasing number of uh, calls that you didn't expect it. Uh, two, and an increasing number of unexpected emails in the form of phishing incident. Those are the two main signs that your data was uh, compromised. Other signs, you might receive a bill or other paperwork related to an unfamiliar medical procedure or visit. You're denied coverage due to a medical condition you don't recognize. Or you've been told by your health insurance company that you've met your benefit limit well before you should. You can do a few things to protect yourself. Destroy medical documents you don't need. Take the labels off prescription bottles that you might toss. Review your credit report to check for any medical debts. And give your own medical records a closer look. There's no central source for this, so you're going to need to contact each provider you do business with, like doctors, clinics, hospitals, pharmacies, and labs. The biggest takeaway for me was read your mail 
make sure if you're getting mail that is not addressed to you but coming to your house, which that happens to me too. And I've mm-hmm. been living in my house for 10 years. Yeah. Check and see why it's happening. It's happening for a reason. So the best way to check it, check your credit report, really look at it, look at those line by line details and make sure there's not random medical debt. Because these days, this is a new way thieves are really trying to get money based off your information is the medical way. So keep an eye on it. All right. And don't forget, you can get your free credit report now weekly. They made it weekly and it's free. So don't pay for it. Don't go through a service where they're going to charge you. Okay. We want to move on to customer service and great customer service. I made this post on Facebook at the end of August because um, I had had an experience with Moen. So basically I've lived in my house now for like 12 years and, but every once in a while, you've probably experienced, you might have a drip, a drip at a sink or a faucet, and the plumber says, oh, well, it's your this valve. We have hard water in Houston. The sediment gets built up. You just need to replace the valve. Never fails. No one has lifetime warranties. So you call, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll send you the free valve. We'll, we'll send it out to you. I made this post on Facebook and said, great customer service. Somebody told me they've lived in their house for 24 years, and they still get replacement parts and faucets off of anything that breaks. They're not saying it breaks all the time, but when it does, they really stand behind their product. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love this because like you said, people started chiming in on their their own experiences, 175 comments. So you could use this sort of post from August 29th uh-huh. to look for other companies. You had a great one that you really love. Yeah, I feel like, remember back in the day when Walmart, you could like return anything <laughs> for like, that was 20 years old. Well, I feel like Costco is kind of the new I'll take anything back type company uh-huh. because I had a, in my husband's closet, he's recently lost some weight. I found some co- pants we got from Costco, still had the tags on them, definitely weren't fitting, but I know it has been a while since I bought those. <laughs> like a year? Even, probably a year. Uh, two years? I mean. You're looking like probably a year. So I brought him back to Costco and I said, hey, I don't know how long ago this may be like too late, but here they are. And she goes, oh yeah, whatever, we'll take them. Yeah. Like, no, that no receipt, is no, very good. Sir. And, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, but you have to pay more to go to Costco. You do have to pay more, but these are, you know, companies and services that in the end, you're like, it wasn't that much more to shop here over that. And that's the kind of sort of service that you get. Nordstrom was one that viewers, so if you go on this whole string on my Facebook page, you can sort of shop it for other companies that you would use. Nordstrom has a great return policy and they'll kind of take things back for, for any reason. Ooh, this person says Instapot. They'll take it back for a year. And Lazy Boy offers lifetime replacement parts as well. Yeah, that's very good. Um, other quick ones. Chewy. I've heard that from a lot of people. Chewy, like the pet products company. Mm-hmm. And I know they also send out like birthday cards or for your pets. Like if they know like when you're, <laughs> your pet's birthday. So I think people <laughs> like that a lot. Hey, go check that out on my Facebook page. And reach out to me. Reach out to Andrea. We want to answer your questions. You are how we get story ideas and topics that we look to investigate. So we like to hear from you. You can email askamy at kprc.com. And thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great one.